where we keep you fresh all day.
FM Burgos. Good morning. Thank you for joining us uh, this uh, Monday, the 23rd of August, 2021. Uh, great to know you're there joining us uh, this uh, morning. Timmy Dakolo with the song Everything Amen. Kicks out in things at this hour. I bet your Monday morning has been going smoothly. Uh, we trust that we've been able to uh, be that company for you wherever you're listening to us from, whether it's your home, your cars, your offices, or you're somewhere where the speakers are logged on to dial 107.9. Thank you for staying with us uh, this morning. Just as uh, the message in the song uh, by Timmy, we say and we hope uh, that you find whatever it is you're looking for this week. We hope uh, that uh, this week mark the max, rather, the beginning of bigger things in your dreams. Good morning. Welcome to Platform This Monday. Wale Bakar is my name. Great to have you join us. Uh, this morning on the program, we'll be speaking uh, with the chairperson of uh, the Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme. That's a scheme uh, that um, generated a couple of um, talks in the state uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago. Remember uh, that um, since the ban, uh, should I say partial ban, on uh, motorcycle and tricycle riders uh, in Lagos, there had been some talks that there is that chance that some of these individuals would you know, come to the to the contiguous state of Kosovo State. And um, there's been so many talks as to a couple of things that have happened, a couple of uh, some criminal activities that have been perpetrated by some bad elements using this means of transportation. And uh, the talks about identifying every operator uh, in the state. That, of course, uh, as we read, is what led to Comoris, which is the Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme. 
the motorcycle riders, tricycle riders, uh, came out to say that um, it was a way to get them to get new permits. It was a way to milk them of more money. It was a way to get them to pay more money. That has since been debunked by the scheme, though. Uh, but we'll be getting an idea of what the scheme is all about, or how it will operate, and uh, what it means uh, for the state. Uh, this uh, morning on the program. Uh, these are, of course, uh, some of the things we'll be talking about on the program this morning. Wally Bakar is my name. Great to have you join us. Welcome to Platform this Monday morning. platform on Fresh 107.9 FM at this Monday. Great to have you join us uh, this morning. Uh, just before we get into what will be our focus this uh, morning, let's uh, bring you up to speed as uh, regards a couple of things uh, that um, are happening in the country and a couple of things that we expect to be in the news uh, this week. Uh, the strike by the National Association of Resident Doctors has continued. Uh, there were long talks over the weekend uh, between the doctors and the federal government, although uh, the Minister of Labor, Dr. Chris Ngige, has insisted uh, that um, they've not been in talks with NAD, that uh, the conversations over the weekend were with the National Medical, Nigeria Medical Association. And, um, uh, well, for the resident doctors, they say that they will not be committing to any new agreements with the federal government, saying they do not trust the federal government anymore. Uh, in fact, uh, the first vice uh, president of NAD was speaking over the weekend with one of the dailies uh, saying uh, that uh, they would love the president to uh, take over the negotiations himself, uh, saying he's the only one they trust. They say, what is the point in signing a memorandum of action, a memorandum of understanding, when it will not be followed through eventually? Remember, though, I remember, by the way, that uh, the recent doctors have been on strike for uh, a couple of days now. It will be, I think, today makes it day 21 uh, since they started their uh, strike. And uh, there's been a series of conciliatory meetings, uh, discussions here and there, but it just appears uh, that uh, there's been no um, agreements reached as far as uh, the their demands and the federal government is uh, concerned. Uh, amid the strike, uh, the COVID pandemic continues to affect uh, many parts of the country. Over the weekend, uh, the Lagos government came out to say 506 people have died in the isolation centers due to COVID. And because uh, um, they have had uh, an increased number of cases just as a number of places as a result of the third wave and of course the Delta variant. Uh, the NCDC continues to give updates every day as far as the latest uh, numbers are concerned. Um, yesterday, the NCDC also uh, gave the update of uh, the latest cases reported across uh, parts of uh, the country. Uh, the numbers, uh, they 
remain, uh, although it was, um, the number yesterday was a lot reduced compared to what we've seen in the last couple of days. 388 cases were confirmed yesterday by the NCDC. Um, Lagos at the highest of those with 166, Aquaibon with 89, Arriva 76, Oyo with 15, Edo with 12, Beno with 11, Delta 7, the FCT and Ogun at 4 each, Kaduna 2, Ogumbi and Nasarawa at 1 new cases each. Uh, those were the numbers uh, reported by the NCDC um, yesterday. Uh, well, uh, the hope is that uh, the vaccination drive will continue. Uh, Ogun State Government uh, came out Friday to say that they will start uh, the vaccination exercise this week. Uh, that, of course, was after uh, they received uh, new doses of COVID vaccines uh, from the federal government. The Moderna vaccine, to be precise, uh, over 187,000 doses were report were uh, gotten uh, from uh, the uh, were gotten from the um, federal government yesterday. So. Um, those are some of the updates. Uh, we'll see how things pan out this week. Uh, there's the regular talks across uh, the country. Uh, there's a lot of talks going on as regards uh, the plan by the president to get back grazing routes. That, of course, has been generating reactions. In fact, the governor of Benue, uh, Samuel Otom, is threatened, he's threatened rather, uh, to sue the president. Uh, if uh, that is indeed something that they end up doing. I would see how some of these talks pan out this week. Expect that there will be some new conversations to be had uh, this week. Uh, we'll definitely keep you, uh, bring you up to speed as soon as uh, things uh, evolve uh, in the country. Well, uh, thank you for staying with us. I did say that uh, this morning I will be joined uh, by the chairman of uh, Comoris. That's the Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme. Mr. Joanne Banjo is in the studio with us this morning. And uh, we're talking about the scheme. Good morning, sir. Good uh, morning. Great to have you in the studio. Yeah, good morning, Wale. Thank you very much for we've having been, me. We've, we've been trying to have this conversation for a couple of uh, days now, but uh, you know, one or two official things just keeps coming the way. Great to have you in the studio Thank uh, you this very morning. Much. Yeah. Well, let, let's get to it because uh, just before you came in I was uh, talking about um, the fact that um, since uh, the plans have been revealed as regards the introduction of the scheme there's been some um, you know uh, there's been some statements made uh, by especially the riders and uh, you know uh, they've made some claims saying uh, that this is an uh, this is a way of getting them to pay more levies. <laughs> let, let, let's let's take it from the start. What is the uh, what, what was the idea behind the um, Comoros? The plan to identify riders in Ogun State. Well, thank you again for. Could you could you move closer to the <coughs> mic, sir? Mm. Yeah, thank you once again for having me. And don't mind my voice; it has been the stress of the whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> well. Sorry. Well, the only you you see the first thing I want to I want us to understand here today now is like this is a security issue we are going to discuss about, and um, you see at times <coughs> excuse. So when I had the all these um, cures, all these mulabalu um, that happened like maybe in the recent past weeks. Oh uh, well, I started looking at when we turn security instrument into a political instrument, then it becomes a challenge. Actually, this scheme started sometimes around May, immediately after the partial ban, or let's say restriction of Okada in Lagos State. We are the next neighboring state, and um, the commissioner of police, uh, in let's say in collaboration with all the security outfit in the state, talk it um the army, uh, the civil defense, the immigration. So safe corps, the vigilante group, 
Amotekun, all of them came together under what they call joint stakeholders on security. So they had the meeting at the officers' mess, presided over by the honorable, I mean, by the commissioner of police himself, Ajogun, and the honorable commissioner of transportation. Of course, we cannot discuss such without the honorable commissioner of the transport representing the government there. Mm. So they came up with like, okay, we are welcoming all these people that are being restricted in Lagos. Definitely, the next state they are going to, the inflow is going to come into is going to be Ogun State, and so we are going to have many more headache on the riders. So the ride there agreed that okay, the union who were present at the meeting, that is the Akomora, Amora, and the Romo, were also present, and um, they quickly concluded that okay, let us really identify who is a rider in Ogun State. Okay who is a commercial rider and who is a rider in quotes, not even only commercial, both private. So, right there, they set the machinery in motion, right, because it was like an emergency, it should be done immediately. So, by May ending, the consultation began and um, there was a series of meetings, even to the extent of meeting with the Arewa groups. Those are the outside in the state meeting, there are um, Syracis and all those ones all over the state. So at the end of the day, we came across and then right there we are concluded that okay, they should be identified, uniformly kitted. So that means there should be a jacket, there should be an ID card, there should be a number, a unique number for every rider that can be tracked. So okay. then we should even proceed to get them a database of everybody that is riding that will be online. Just pick the number, you can track the rider. So right there, they said, okay, we will not identify only the rider. We want to identify other two people. We want to identify the machine itself. That is, whether, that, that means you need to capture the plate number. That is the registration number, okay. the chassis number, the engine number, everything about that machine as a vehicle. Then you have to capture the owner of the machine, if it is not the same person as the rider. Okay. So, because you can have the rider and not be the owner of the machine, so all should be captured. So that means we are looking at three set of machineries now: the rider, the owner of the machine, where it's not the same person as the rider, and the motorcycle itself, and the motorcycle itself. So we started exactly. We started the jingles, started the awareness, created everything, and we said, okay, this thing is purely security issue, not a revenue generating instrument. If IRS should be invited, it's going to be because they are going to be a part user of the database. That is where the government could benefit. That would be at the tail end of everything. So okay. when we now, maybe they will know uh, this is how much we should be getting from the riders. Maybe they are 40,000. Maybe union are giving them a few, maybe a lower number. But the government is making anything, no. That we are placing a levy on them, no. But actually, we want to see the security and the menace that has been that have been caused by some of the nefarious activities of these people. Not all the riders. Some of them are responsible. Some of them are even graduates. Mm. But we cannot rule out that some of them are criminal-minded people. Okay, so um, let, let's um, get, get the idea now. Um, you, what, what we intend to do? Is to, as you say, have a database of all riders in the state. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that is definitely going to be a very um, tough task, considering uh, the proliferation of car riding, tricycle riding, and the number of people that we now have. How, how do you intend to 
go about getting all these people registered and not leaving anyone out per se? Well, actually, the first thing we did was to already Ogun State. Ogun State is well mapped. We know we are having only 20 local governments, and one of their um, objective is to get everybody registered to their area of operation to their area of operation. So the unique number is going to be to your area of operation. So immediately when we capture the whole 20 local government and we have already mapped that one out, the first thing is to roll out the form, which is a hard copy thing. So we give it, we have our own agent working. So that is why I said union, government are onlookers on this thing. They are just like uh, an umpire now. They are looking, they are just there to moderate to monitor they are not directly involved so it's a purely security thing we report to just set of people like let's say the cpa and the honorable commissioner so at the end of what we are doing now as we have mapped them to their local government is to start capturing them from the local government local government to their branch to their from their branch to their unit so right from the unit we can pick them one by one, and I think our agents are doing a good job on that. As, 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 uh, have, the, have the registrations started already? Well, the registration actually started June 29th. Okay. So we gave them a month that maybe by July 27 we start enforcement. But the commissioner of police said no, we should give them ample time, allow them, since money is involved, let them have freedom. Even up to now that I'm talking to you, today is August 22nd. We have not really, I mean, 23rd, we have not even started the enforcement. When, when, when you say money is involved, what, what do you mean by money is involved? Well, actually, the registration is not going to be free. Okay. It's not free. So, maybe that is why they are talking about levy. Okay. So, because it's not free. So, we allow, we want to allow as much as, even for as long as they want to, before we really think about the enforcement. Though the enforcement will come. But it's still not in our in our um, in view in our, in view yet. You, you know, I was I was going to ask, you know, where uh, where you think this idea of um, the fact that this was going to be a money making venture for the government, where you think the idea was put in the heads of the riders. <laughs> but now you said <laughs> that uh, the registration is not free, so you 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 cannot entirely blame the riders if they. I began to see this as, you know, uh, you know, I'd have a need to make money. For, first off, I don't know um, how much is the registration one. Then, um, were there no? I'm, I'm aware of. I'm aware that certain places had always registered their riders. There's always been these jackets that riders have always had on. So, what, what was the problem with that um, arrangement? Well, um, you see, when this, let me first of all speak to you from the area of um, the registration per se. You see, when in some areas like Adu Dotado, we met them, okay. saying they, are, they have their own jacket already. But what we are doing is not a local government. And what they did there was to just sell, okay, let's get you kitted and we know you are Adu Dota rider. They couldn't even come up with. So what we want this to, you see, the jacket and everything are just the secondary. The primary thing is the database itself, which is going to be a purely security instrument. That aside, when we say money is going to be involved, actually what we are asking for at the moment is 2,000 naira. Though report has gotten to me that in some areas they've sold it to them, two, five, three thousand. 3,000. I said, well, any time you have such a place, call me, 
and we will be there. Call me, call any of the agent, and they will. That is why I do give my number out. Any program I attended, any radio station I've been to, I've always leave them with my number that they can call me. And if there is anything, you see, the issue here now is this: once beaten, twice shy. So I've looked into after during the consultation, I got to know that maybe twice or like three times, Ogun State has tried to do this. Somewhere along the line, it has crashed. They even told me that the last one, they collected 3,700 naira from them and it didn't see the light of the day. So they are skeptical. They are now looking at it as, ah, are these people not coming back to still do the same thing? Then we will get halfway and they will now tell us they couldn't proceed again. So we are having that challenge and um, I do still tell them that wherever you riders are, union is not involved. They are so scared of their union. So that is why we are not involving the union. We are not involving the government, so it's not as government is making a dime from this one. But this one is being run by the money they pay themselves to the extent of issuing their ID card, which is going to be a key in nature. So when you look at all those ones, so that is why they are being charged. Okay, so, okay so, so you're saying it's not, um, it's not as if government is providing any funding for this identification scheme? Yeah, sure. Okay, because uh, I, w- I was, you know, I was going to say, pardon my naivety. Uh, since this is, uh, you know, this is us in a bid to protect ourselves, secure ourselves, we want to identify these riders. It's, it's important. So, we are all concerned. Can we just go right ahead and register them without having them pay? I, I was, I was wondering. <laughs> but now that you say there is no funds, you know, coming in, so, so, so you're saying that this funds is what is running the operation. It's what is running the operation and getting this registration done. Yes. So, so what do you, what do you now? Uh, so, how, how, how do you do you think? Because I, I know that I've, I've heard it in a number of places. The riders complaining uh, when you get to their. Uh, point park. of convergence, okay. uh, whether they are park, whether somewhere <laughs> they're getting tickets, you find them discussing this, and I, and, I, and I overheard this discussion a lot of times last week, which was why I said no, we we need to have this discussion uh, on on the radio. Is it? Um, do you think that they are beginning to understand the importance? Uh, do you think they are beginning to key into the program? Well, actually, it's not like they didn't understand what we were doing earlier on. You see, like what I told you before, they were just being skeptical. They don't know actually whether it's going to see the light of the day like every other one. But now, even at a program like this, I told them, wherever you are having, even if it is just 20 of you, and you need enlightenment on this one, you can call me. I'll be there. I will let you know. But to his grace now, they are now key in into the the program so we are having after the second meeting we had with the joint security body at um power hall in Eliweron. so we have s- recorded a higher number of registration now and um without the enforcement without even still stopping them they are willing they are now since they don't it's not their union running it they are on their own coming to do the registration so um you, you you've spoken about the enforcement although I, I hear you when you say that um you you're trying to give ample time to get all riders registered um but then we know that sometimes without enforcement is always sometimes difficult to get nigerians to do things so um when 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 is, is, are there already plans as to when possibly the enforcement could begin. Is that conversation going on already? 
Uh, well, like I said, that was what motivated the second meeting we had at Poor Hall. And the commissioner of police is still of the opinion that it's not time yet. So we have not even started the discussion. We still don't know. But we, the only conclusion we have on ground is that whenever the enforcement is going to start, it's going to be flagged off by the commissioner of police himself. And whatever we are still even going to do, because now the registration is encouraging. So I am not, like let's say the team itself is still not thinking about along that line now. Though we have our plan, we have the uniform, we have everything they are going to use for the enforcement when the time comes. But I cannot, as I sit down here now, still put a date to when I think this thing will be. Because now we could say, maybe if we can, we have gotten like maybe 20% of them complying. So and 20% of them without enforcement is a very huge figure when you talk to when you talk about Kada riders. So if we are still having in the range of 20% now, if we can still wait, probably maybe on their own, we can push them to like maybe 60%. Though I can assure you, if we give them two years, some of them would not register. So that is when we will now, because it's a must. So um, the the old registration process, um, is, is it something that will be, uh, it has to be something that is continuous because there would be individuals that will be getting into this business on a daily basis. There would be people coming into the city on a daily basis uh, from time to time. Yes, that is why the database is going to be an online thing. So it can be updated at e virtually every day. It's going to be an ongoing. People will be coming. People will be buying new Okada. People will be joining as a rider. So we are planning for that one. So definitely it's going to be ongoing. But it will get to a stage that we we'll have to face out the physical form. That is the hard copy. And the registration could be... We have... Um, point around the states, maybe local government by local government, so you can always walk in, because what the commissioner of police is looking like is that, in, at a point in time, this registration instrument is going to be part of your documentation before you can ride. It's going to be like your vehicle license, it's going to be, so when they stop you and you, they want to check, maybe they check the Okada license, they check the um, I don't think they are using roadworthiness or anything. All the documentation that you, you carry around, it should be one of them. So in as much as it's going to be one of them, then I can tell you at a certain time it's going to become, let's say, automatic. You need to go and do it. So by then, it becomes online. You know, earlier you said that uh, some of the writers uh, so, or some of the uh, dissenting voices that came up was because they were being skeptical because of uh, the experience from previous schemes of this nature. But um, in, in this part of the world, at times when we have issues of uh, duplicity of actions, uh, you know, uh, for example, look, look at what Nigerians talk about when we talk about the NIN, for example. Some say there's the BVN, there's the NIN. You want us to do different numbers and all. You, you just mentioned the issue of... Um, the license for the uh, motorcycle. Uh, usually when a motorcycle is obtained, there is some registration done for it. There are papers got in for it. Uh, you also mentioned that some local governments, for example, had uh, riders registered. We've seen CDAs have riders registered, you know, and all of that. Uh, can, can, can we 
unnest all of this data one way or the other or is it that this data is not comprehensive enough because this is usually what what happens that that gets people um worried sometimes they believe we've done this before here uh, i've registered here well, i've registered my tricycle my bicycle i mean motorcycle the owner registered it and, and so can't we unnest all this data rather than well, um, like I told, I want to repeat exactly what I told the Ariwa. They came up with the same question and I told them, well, we want data, not just the figures or the value. Hmm. So, and um, this is um security-based kind of a thing. Uh, it couldn't, whatever they are having, it's just like, okay, uh, Mr. A, you are writing in my CD, so your number is going to be 079. You get to another CDA, you are riding in my CDA, your number is going to be 079. You are riding around that, you get... So, how many 079 are you having at a point in time? Okay. Are they really... Are they unique or does that mean you are restricted to that, your CDA? So, if all those questions cannot be answered by what they are having now, as at now, I think they are not comprehensive enough. And that is exactly what they are. Then, that aside, uh, we could still say that Whatever they are do, they have done before, they have done before. Are all fees? Um, they are all hard copies and all those. And even if you ask them, I can guarantee you, we may not even get the exact data. It may just be like, okay, somebody, you know, there are proposals being submitting. Every, they submit proposal every day on the enumeration and all these things. So to every local government and that one. So that one, but this one is not, not even. I myself, before I was invited, I didn't even have any clue of um, writing this thing down. They just said, okay, give us what... So it was a briefing. It wasn't like submitting a proposal. So it, from right from onset, there has never been a kind of profit-oriented kind of movement. So if you have that one at the back of your mind earlier on, then probably maybe that is what I what they were having at Adodota. I learned they saw that... Um, that one at 4,000 at Ado Dota for everybody. But go to Ado Dota now, I can guarantee you, you may not even have a piece of paper that will relate to that particular number. So that is why we cannot absorb them only. And what we are having now, we said it's going to be a unique number. Immediately when that person, anything happens to the rider, it happens to that number itself. So if the rider decides not to ride to, from today, then the number doesn't ride again. If the rider, God forbid, dies, then the number dies. That is exactly what we are saying. So that is a number that you cannot have two of it in the local government. It is unique and tagged to one person, attached to him, attached to his jacket. So if even up to the extent of breaking the traffic light, if you can pick the number, then you can pick the rider. If you can just pick that number, you can always pick the rider. That is exactly why we cannot absorb those ones. They will never be comprehensive enough. All right. Well, I've been speaking with the chairman of the Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme, I'm Mr. Jumadi Banjo. We're talking about the uh, plan to register uh, motorcyclists uh, in the state and some of uh, the uh, reactions that have trilled uh, these uh, plans. Uh, we'll, of course, uh, get to talk more in a moment, but we'll take a very quick pause and continue our discussion uh, in a bit. It's platform this uh, Monday on Fresh 107.9 FM. I remember we're live on Facebook for you to join the conversation as well. Facebook.com forward slash Fresh FM Live. If you're on Facebook, just search for Fresh FM Abelkota. We will, of course, get your comments via the phone lines uh, in a couple of minutes. Please don't go anywhere. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet, 
to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram posts, and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. My husband at the hospital today. The nurse said it would be good for me to rest after this baby before having another pregnancy. She said it will allow my body to heal and recover fully. My friend Papa Junior said the same thing to me the other day. He even told me they are using family planning for childbirth spacing and to prevent unplanned pregnancy. Yes, family planning. That is what the nurse called it. She said there are different methods of family planning to choose from and that any one I choose is safe and effective and that I can get pregnant again anytime we decide to. She even said they will give me counseling on all the methods before I make my choice. Family planning is a safe and effective way for childbirth spacing and to prevent unplanned pregnancies. For confidential information and counseling on pregnancy planning, call the toll-free contact center on 080-000-22252 or visit any hospital with a green dot logo to take up a method. This message is brought to you by the Federal Ministry of Health and Mary Stopes, Nigeria, with support from the Danish government. Broadcasting around the world, this is Fresh 107.9. Professionalism nurtured by experience. Thank you for staying with us to platform this uh, Monday on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelkuta. Uh, in case you're just uh, joining the program for one reason or the other, I've been speaking with the um, chairman of uh, the Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme. Uh, that's uh, Comoris. Uh, is a scheme uh, set aside to uh, get the database of all motorcycle riders in the state. And um, for... Well, for a couple of uh, weeks, there were uh, a lot of uh, things that were said in the uh, state as regards uh, the fact that some believed that this was uh, maybe a way to milk riders of money or to uh, it was a profit-oriented one. And, uh, we've been speaking with the chairman who uh, has been talking about the um, uh, the idea behind the uh, registration of the riders and what necessitated. Uh, the registration. Uh, Mr. Joanne DeBanjo is speaking to us uh, this uh, morning. I will definitely get to talk to you in a moment. But Mr. DeBanjo, let's um, take a moment and you know talk about uh, you know the very start when you said the uh, decision in Lagos uh, was what um, you know necessitated this registration here. Um, 
what was it that you had seen you 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 had seen that there was uh, so much influx that it was so much from Lagos that necessitated this registration well let's um it may not the word um necessitated may be let's say we've change that one into maybe facilitated it anyway. Okay. okay. So fast tracked. Uh, fast tracked. Okay. So that I think that would be the word. So it was something that was going to happen uh, eventually. Eventually. So okay. we have to have a database of all of them. But when you look at this corridor of um Adodota and um um way Bafo in Obafemi the local government, you could say that maybe like sixty percent of people residing there are working in Lagos. So probably right from onset they have been Riders that are even living there that are working in Lagos that that goes to Lagos daily with their bike. So definitely, if there is any restriction along that corridor, then definitely Ogun State is going to be. So those people that go to Lagos to work initially will now stay in Ogun State and work. So definitely, will be affected. That is the um, the good thing about the location of Ogun State. When you benefit from Lagos, then you have to bear the brunt when it comes in. So that is exactly what happened. So now, the the, the uh, says commercial motorcycle riders. Yes, there are riders that are not commercial that are private, but you also say they will be registered as well. Uh, actually, you know, l- l- let me even chip another thing that brings them in. Definitely, what we will have used to know the private and the commercial will have been the red plate number, but which is now every everybody uses is any color that they like. So definitely, they are all riders as far as we concerned. Then there are some that we don't tag as um, commercial motorcycle riders, but they do commercial things. Maybe they are artisans like, let's say, bricklayer that will go to work maybe around 9 o'clock, will quickly wake up 6 o'clock, let me quickly run around and make some money. There is, crime has no time. It could happen anytime. So that is why everybody will have to be included. Uh, then some of them will close by 6 o'clock and will say, okay, let me work till like 9 o'clock and look for what I'm going to mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were not... Originally, they were not purely. They were not originally <laughs> commercial riders. riders, but they will ride later in the. So even now, that is why I do tell them: you see us during the day. You may see us very early at times. You see us maybe as early as five o'clock, six o'clock. We we'll start coming out. That will be when the enforcement starts, and we may still work as late as maybe like around ten p.m. Because we know some of them are going to. If we really want to capture them and we want to be serious about this one, we want data, pure data then that means we have to work at times late because some riders will not come out until like 6, 7. That is when they will close at their place of work. These riders we are talking about, they are going to carry blue plate number. You see them during the day, they will tell you they are private owner. Um, immediately after 7, they start picking passengers. So do we still refer to them as private? No, of course they are working. But, so, but, 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 but while I see the picture you are painting, there are of course some indeed private uh, motorcycle owners who don't after work, you know, pick up <laughs> people. How do, how do you then differentiate? Because if I if I have a if I have a uh, motorcycle and um, maybe I take it to I don't know maybe my farm, my office or whatever, and all I do afterwards is just go home. Uh, and you're asking me to register with a sum. <laughs> I, I don't make money from the from uh, the but, motorcycle. But when you are on top of that, your motorcycle, you are a rider. Mm. So then we will not give you a jacket, but we will still want you to be in our to be identified. To be identified. So we we'll say you are a private owner, but you will still be identified. 
Now, you, you, you talk about the um, the three areas that you'll be focusing on as far as this identification is concerned. You say that uh, you would be logging, or, you know, getting into your system the, uh, the, the motorcycle itself, uh, the, the rider's identity, and, of course, the owner of the motorcycle. Now, if there's one thing we know, it is that, yes, the motorcycle, yes, that will be there. But then these other things change from time to time. Owners change from time to time. Riders change from time to time. Um, is this something you've um, put into consideration? In the form, well, if... Let me just state one or two things that is we are capturing about the machine itself. So if you are not the... In that form, you are going to tell us if you are not the first buyer, that is maybe you are buying secondhand... Have you carried out any change of name on that motorcycle? You have to let us know. Now, is it the first color that the machine comes with? Have you changed the color at any point in time? We want to know. Where do you park the machine at night? We want to know. In your, so, those side... As, but now, concerning the rider jumping from one machine to another, yes, that is why we said we profile you. We gave you that your unique number attached to your jacket. So immediately when you are going, you go with all those ones. But immediately when you change, you get to a state that, for now, that is where, but you get to a state that if you change a machine, if you change a certain motorcycle, you have to notify. You that, okay, this my machine has been given to another person. I, I don't, I'm not, if that person should commit anything, then my machine is, because if these things should get lost, you need to go and swear affidavit. You need to get police reports. So if you are living and you are not letting us know, then you are taking the risk of being double... Being liable li- for whatever that person does. So, and if you are buying a second-hand machine and you decide not to change the ownership, then the owner, the person that sells it will still be liable because it's still the owner as far as our record is concerned. And so that is why we said the system is going to be ongoing, it's going to be online, it's going to be updated time to time. So that is just the main thing and that is why it is a security instrument now um, I, I know that you said earlier that um, you know that a lot of plans have changed along the line for example the plan on enforcement had to be uh, put on hold um, at, the, at the start of this process in May as you say what was there, was there a timeline uh, to which you wanted to um, achieve at least the bulk of your registration actually it's just it was, we were given just 30 days but for everything you are doing you have to give it two month fees we were to start June, uh, January 29 and end July 27. But during the course, we find out that maybe the number of registration we had then was so negligible. In, so we had to like reconverge. So when we reconverge at a um, uh, poor hall then, actually went on. So with the CP server and everybody, we now said, okay, if we can issue some press statement, which we did then, which the joint tag and the joint security body did, I think they were moved and um, they just started. So if they are doing it, then we don't need to start chasing them around. Because one thing we are being conscious of is that when you are trying to solve a problem, don't create another one. I don't want a situation where you have to jump on somebody's bike. You see what they do now when they talk about their, tag, um, their ticket. They want to punch you, get you, use stick, use all this one. So that is what we are not bringing into Comoris. We want to show human face as much as possible. We want to, we want to like say, 
extend our endurance or our tolerance to as to even a breaking point before we can say okay let us now enforce we have given you so by then when you say ah the, somebody beside you can tell you because i have a situation somebody said ah i've not heard of you too right under there was a phone-in program somebody was ah we want to solo the one now so that is the kind of situation we want to create we want them to be a witness against each other that mm-hmm. uh, okay uh what you are talking we have i've done my own like a month ago so not that we just bully them and so that is exactly what we don't want to do all right um so well let's um, get some thoughts uh, from you now uh just about seven minutes before we wrap things up this morning i've been speaking with uh the mr joan de Banjas, the chairman of uh, commercial motorcycle riders identification scheme was a scheme uh put up in the states to get uh, all motorcycle riders um registered and identifiable uh, in uh, the state across the 20 local governments of the state. The numbers to call to be a part of the program are 0815-432-1079. 0815-432-1079. You can also call 0818-111-1079. 0818-111-1079. Those are the numbers to call. Hello, good morning. Please turn on the volume on your radio. All right, we're going to have to let you go. You could try again. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Mr. Wale. Good morning. Yeah, well done. I greet the guest too. Good morning, sir. Well good done. Mo- good morning, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Solani Zolano from Mr. Gawile. Yeah, I just want to ask a question. Uh, the problem is that Mr. Wale has had part of it, you know, but I just want to ask this. As in the timeline, perhaps, you know, it happens occasionally like that. When you have this kind of, uh, I'm going to be good development for security issues of security purpose, you understand? Know, very lovely idea, you understand? Know, but the fact is that, you know, when a government leaves now, there will be a kind of uh, uh, trapping, you understand? Know, that is not going to function again. That one is one. Then the second one is that if it happens that this thing has been, you understand? Know, is the, uh, what's it called, the ICC official, how functioner or are there any do you go to uh, recruit more as long as you register more because the ITC is very important here thank you very much all right thank you thank you very much uh, those are interesting questions saying yes uh, yes this this government is inter- is uh, very much interested in getting this done uh what happened uh, what's the assurance that another government will just straight away continuity which is a problem we always have anyway yeah well, <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Folani. On the security, I mean, on the continuity, well, that is why I believe right from onset, the Commissioner of Police is not, tag- is not really tying this to this government. Like I said, they were just like observing. It's not their program per se. So it's not something that is going to start and end with this dispensation, no. Because the um, security will always be there. Police Commissioner will come, Police Commissioner will go. Mm. The app will be there. So for everybody that comes in, it becomes one of the things that are going to be handed over to you. Yeah. yeah. Actually, on the side of the recruitment, when it comes to the ICT, we'll do that one as time dictates. It gets to a stage that the volume of the job, you will need to employ more. Okay. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, we can hear you. Okay, I'm telling you from morning. And thank you for the program. Uh, the people have been asking questions, and the LDC we need to have data because not only because of the security, but the majority of the data is because of the security. 
because um, sort of people from anywhere in this country, people outside, outside they are now riding Okada here, and we need to get them registered because although we need that Okada to be a part of the transportation, the group together, I want you to do something. There's one, there's one group that now going out. They tell you, the third rider. Please, I want you to, to accommodate them in your country. Accommodate them. Do the little you them. They are the ones that they are advocating for. Because you can have all the time down security. On the issue of time, you are going to leave. Even the issue of time, up to 10 o'clock, you are saying it is due to the night. Hello. Yeah, we lost our call. But uh, all right. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe um, Aj is uh, particularly interested in uh, those group of riders that he mentioned. <laughs> but but he, you did say that every rider uh, will be registered. Uh, so it's not about whether they belong to one union. No, or we are not attached this to any union. Um, like when we had the meeting with the Arewa, they are the outside people. They said, okay, they will be comfortable at Sabo, so we took the form to Sabo and between me and you, we have registered more than 300 riders in Sabo right in front of the Aseriki the, um, we want to thank the governor for this one we have uh, this essay on ethnics, Sonny Sonny is doing a good job, he has called all the Serikis in Ogun State and that is when I even know that they have a um, community meeting of their own, so we have the Anakwas, we have the human rights, we have they are not registered, they are not working with the government directly, but yet they are set of riders, so we have met with them Mm. All right, zero eight one five four three two ten seventy nine zero eight one eight one 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 ten seventy nine. We're squeezing one or two more. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Yes. Good morning. Yeah, this is Kade calling from Iboru. Good morning, Mister Kade. Talk to us. Yeah, I want to be very glad concerning the innovation brought to Ogun State, concerning the security measures being taken, being put in, in consideration. Yeah, I want to. One thing I would like to bring in is that the, the riders should be there should be some extent or some things to to do. I mean, to differentiate them from the private riders. And secondly, concerning the levy, we have numerous riders in Ogun State, not riders, but coming to think of two thousand naira per person. You know, Otter, Songo, and everywhere. At least, I think it should be around 1,000, 1, even should be okay. Hmm. Hmm. To take care of the security. Okay? Like having a device to monitor, track the, 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 Okada, the Okadas, the riders, the, the commercials, even, even the perpetrators as well. All right. I believe that levy is too high. Okay, we get to it. They have the ticket. They take every day. They mm. have to feed their family. Mm. They have to do other things too. Mm. Okay. So it's too high. All right. All right. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. Uh, we'll get to that. Let's let's squeeze this in so you can answer both together. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Alam. Come from Good morning, Mr. Alam. Uh, so uh, you are talking about the guy. But the money is too much because two thousand naira. You know how much we are collecting? Uh, they are collecting uh, daily tickets, six hundred naira, five hundred naira. They will buy tickets as uh, home tickets, among all, all like six, seven thousand. Every year, money is too much. Okay. 
we're struggling to hear you but we we got the bulk of your point is this the same interestingly the same uh things that that was saying the the levy look i think the question to ask is uh what what how did you you know come to that conclusion that it was going to be 2000 naira because they're saying it's a lot of money well it looks like a lot of money itself well thank god we opened this um program with saying that well it's going to be a huge task and that means we need all the necessary machineries in motion for instance uh when you talk of the um the card the database everything is going to cost them so we are doing everything that is why we said there is no way we are going to work on this without human face so we are putting everything into it and we know it's uh when we start comparing it with daily tickets and others no this is something that one time off and that is just it's done and it's done okay so that is that all right um we'll, we'll leave it there this uh, morning i uh, would of course um uh, follow the trend would be would be keen to find out from you as uh, time goes on what the level of compliance and level of registration is uh, on the part of the riders and I'm sure uh, we will we can pick this up again if uh, the need arises. Thank you very much, Mr. Joanne Debanjo, for joining us this morning on the program. All right, All right. thank you very much for for having me and. Um we, we, we promise that we'll be getting in touch as the time goes on. Thank you. All right, Mr. Jumada Bonjo is the chairman uh, Commercial Motorcycle Riders Identification Scheme. Uh, uh, it's been uh, great talking to him, uh, getting some clarification, especially considering that there are a couple of things uh, that we've heard uh, in the last couple of days as regards um, you know, uh, a lot of reactions that have trailed this plan to get riders registered. Anyway, that's the program this uh, morning. Remember, your comments, contributions, very welcomed. Fresh FM, uh, Belkota across all social media platforms. One at one Wally Bakari across all social media platforms. I'm always glad to hear from you. Enjoy your Monday. Have a blessed week. Good morning. Fresh FM 